Yeah. Do you want to introduce the show? Hello, Robert. Hello, Jonathan. <laughs> We've actually already been talking. Oh, that's the beauty of podcasting. We uh, welcome to North East South podcast about, but not about design. This is episode one hundred and ten, which uh, feels like another milestone. Every ten feels like a little milestone. Yeah. Have you noticed something different about my my visuals? Uh, is it a new frock? No. Uh, a pop shield? No. I, well, I, I've already, I've always got that on. Um, I've turned my microphone the other way around. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the Krypton factor. There was no way I was yeah, going to yeah, notice yeah. that. I know. Um, <laughs> um, why? It normally hangs down, but it's in oh, the way of my yes, face. Yes, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. And I just oh, realised that you can have it the other way up. Yeah, that's why I've not <laughs> noticed, John. We've had some complaints, Rob. Uh, oh, what? You know, we you, our one fan, um, the sound quality. Has <laughs> Dis- been disgruntled terrible. from uh, Tunbridge Wells. Which uh, I'm now, it is true, I'm remastering the last few episodes because... Um, from 8-track from onto um, digital. <laughs> yeah, we're, gonna put, we're putting them onto LaserDisc. <laughs> uh no um uh yeah there is uh what's going on oh the um yeah the sound's really crunchy and uh and two um lots of lots of pops in it and stuff so i think um when i when we sort of had our two year pause i um uh, auditioned the app i use is updated and it's just completely right. overwritten my templates Oh, okay. I've been faffing around with that. Anyway, yeah, so it's good that we get one one, one email and it's a long, long description of our <laughs> appalling oh, quality. Oh, dear. But very sweet. And um, so thank are they, you. Are they still on our Christmas card list, that, uh, that <laughs> listener or not? <laughs> I don't know. If you do have any comments, obviously do get in touch. Yeah, I do. If you've got criticisms of, um, of our free podcast. Yeah. Uh, have you got a beer there, John? No. Why? Oh. Well, I just wondered. Oh, have you? I mean, we usually have a drink. But... Oh, I haven't had a beer during the day for a while. No. I think I I've, had one I've... at the beginning of the year, didn't I? Um, I've yeah. got a coffee I've gone, that's cold. I've gone for beer. Uh, oh, good for you. And a fizzy water. Yeah. I've got uh, I've got a can of Merc Life Balance. What is that? It's, uh, it's a hazy pale ale from uh, the Magic Rock Brewing Company. And it's actually, I don't really like pale ales because they're too hoppy, but it's actually quite nice, quite zingy. I'm it's very nice. Like, yeah, hazy beer. It's lazy beer, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, is it is uh, yeah. is hazy beer gluten free beer? Uh, uh, vegan beer because they don't use uh, fish bones to clarify it. I don't know. I'm not a beer technical expert. I just <laughs> drink the stuff. <laughs> You've drunk enough. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, should have true. some level of understanding. Um, uh, well, if anyone can, I if really any brewers know. are listening, they can, uh, they yeah. can let us know. Uh, if you've got anything, yeah, any brewers, um, sorry about the uh, quality of sound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Uh, I've been in York this week, John. Oh, yeah. Well, How last week, actually. I came back on Sunday. Sunday? I, wonder what, oh. I wonder what drove you from the capital last weekend. <sighs> Yeah, it was, um, you know, it was incessant, wasn't it? But, I so. didn't have the TV on um, uh, at any point in the last two weeks. The pump so was, I've managed was to remarkable. Miss, I've managed to miss it all, which is yeah. uh, welcome to me. The pump was quite remarkable. 
um there was an impressive display of uh of training going on but um but yeah it's all very curious um so i skipped to york i went to see my parents went up on the train and uh had a lovely little time in york have you been to york yeah i have a couple of times yeah Uh, it's a lovely city isn't it it is so we went to betty's which is uh Always on the list of things to do when I go up, which is kind of a Victorian tea room. So they've got cafes all over Yorkshire. Very fine uh, Swiss Rösti. They do. Uh, had the best pub Sunday lunch ever, John. What? Ever. Ever, ever, as Taylor really? Swift would say. Yeah. The well, Oak where's, at where's Helperby. That? The Oak? The Oak at, at Helperby, oh, right. which is a little village outside York. Very pretty little village. And it was just... The best roast beef, Yorkshire puds, and all the trimmings that I've ever had. It wow. was marvellous. They asked if we wanted desserts, and I genuinely considered skipping dessert and having another roast dinner. It was that good. <laughs> I mean, I genuinely considered it. It was only really uh, public humiliation that um, stopped yeah. me from doing it. If I'd have been on my own, I'd have just had another one. <laughs> it was and- remarkable. And was it was it pricey? Was it was it? It's like sixteen quid. Oh, that's not bad. That's Which is right. fine. Uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fine. You know, it's it's the uh, it's the twenty quid roast dinner. Yes, you've got to a, watch out. For. Yeah, but no, it was it was good. Uh, and I also yeah. went in York. Do you remember a while ago we talked? And I can't remember what the the place was. We talked about somewhere. Was it the Royal Observatory or somewhere that had had a an interior kind of decked out in all beautiful oak timber kind of visitor attraction i can't remember what it was was it the queen's house at greenwich or something maybe um but there's a a norman keep in the middle of york called clifford's tower which is the part of york castle dating from 1080 or something and they've done the same in there it used to be just a, a completely empty keep windswept Cold, completely open to the elements, no roof. Uh, and they've done an amazing job of building a structure inside that kind of doesn't touch the, the the Norman structure at all and kind of half-roofed it over with a huge skylight. And you kind of look up through this three-story tower and see the sky. Uh, and now it's got like a raised viewing platform on the top where you used to kind of walk right around the edge of the walls and it was all quite precarious. And that's just fantastic. And it really, really makes the experience of visiting it uh, really enjoyable. Uh, Yeah, they've done a really good job. It's not, you know, it can be questionable when they uh, redevelop old old things like that, but they've done a cracking job in York. I don't know how much it costs them, but it's grand. So if you're up in York, go visit Clifford's Tower again. I'm guessing that the inside of Keeps would have been wooden anyway originally the case yes. itself would have been wooden wouldn't it is that originally why i guess that's why it's hollow because all the wood yes away. well i think nicked, it burnt, was burnt down in the war of the roses or the civil war or something oh, those chocolates um, yeah exactly uh i think york fell to the the royalists i think the right. Royalists. You know more about us. In the Wars and Roses. They were both uh, Royalists. In the, the Civil War, right? Oh. Yeah. That was very, the most polite of all wars. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was York. It was good. 
Lovely. Oh, I went to Whitby as well. Yeah. Which is always grand. To hang out with the bats. Yeah. It wasn't very goth. It was very busy, but it wasn't very goth at the weekend, but uh, it was nice. Cool. Sounds like you had a nice time. Hmm. I did. I should really get up there more often. Um, But that's pretty much uh, what's been on my desk that this week, really. I've been working. I've got a new job uh, doing some concept art for a film pitch. I'm contacted by a, a production company in LA that, that specialise in kind of pitches, um, kind of preparing short animations or pitch decks and getting together teams of people to work on pitches for films and games. Um, yeah, so that's quite interesting. I'm drawing lots of spaceships, but it's uh, it's a bit of a, a lesson in concept art, really, because I, the first batch of stuff I did, I drew 84 spaceships and they liked one of them and had feedback on about three more and the rest they said nah <laughs> so that was it was quite brutal but uh you know well, they know what they're looking for though eh? uh, yeah so i think i'm heading in a better direction now cool that's fun yeah i haven't done any any work really we've had a, a family um uh issue that we've been dealing with the last week so i sort of went back to work on the <clears> tuesday <throat> Did half a day on a Wednesday, and then I haven't worked since. So I'm still trying to get started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, tough week. Yeah. It's going to be a couple of weeks before I really get back to uh, yeah. to thinking about anything to do with work. But other than that, I've been. What have I been? Is it my turn to do? What have I been doing? Should I just? Do? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, you, I haven't got anything really anything. to report. Have you been consuming any media this week? Have you still been managing to? Sneak in I, an episode of Game of Thrones. Well, I, f- I fell asleep in Game of Thrones last night. Um, I thought it was a very good episode, but uh, it was lacking in action. Right. I, I'm not sure how near the end I was, but uh, yeah, I was enjoying it before I fell asleep. Mm. And uh, Lord of the Rings, I really didn't enjoy the episode this week. I th- Have you seen it? I- uh, have I seen it? I think I've saw it. Have you I seen any seen bits it. of Numenor? Yes. Yes. I mean, it's terrible. It's like a, it's like Blake Seven or something. It's like BBC. It's weird, isn't it? How can they get that so wrong with so much yeah. money? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the Numenorians in the book kind of seem more sort of towering and powerful, almost kind of semi-godlike, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, they well, they are elves, aren't they? I mean, uh, they are. Yeah. Split from and- the elves. But the crowd scenes as well, it's like... I don't think many programs do crowd scenes very well. No. I did think that when I was watching. Actually, Game of Thrones had a a wedding banquet, uh, yeah. and I thought that was actually done quite well. It seemed, you know, busy and raucous and a bit yeah, down yeah, and, and, dirty. and they'd made mess and dirt and uh, yeah. And I loved this. The, there was a sculpture, wasn't there, hanging from the ceiling, like of flowers yeah. and stuff, and that that looked fantastic. But there's no grit in the Lord no. of the Rings. No, it's like it's a little bit. Numenor looks a little bit like kind of a 1960s kind of Greek. Uh, sword and sandals epic yeah yeah you know, or too, atlantis too that was on the yeah. bbc yes um yeah well on saturday night maybe maybe sunday night i can't remember some of us had to stay up all night um on a vigil and um we watched to stay awake we watched lord of the rings the extended edition of uh fellowship of the ring so all the way through or, which is six or seven three, hours well it's three hours forty um yeah. and we we sort of all took it in turns to nod off during it but um <laughs> but i've never seen the enhanced one 
extended enhanced I can't, yeah, extended it's I can't really good what the differences are it's just it adds more of the book and makes more sense in terms of it takes longer to explain mm. some of the storyline in it and uh yeah i really i really enjoyed it um mm. I mean, it's all been fantasy really um yeah. reading reading at the moment i'm reading cage of souls by adrian tchaikovsky right who um we've spoken about yeah, yeah. times before it was it was just an offer on amazon kindle it was 99p so i this is it. a a, a new standalone thing or does it follow I think it's on an older book i think it might things. be it's only a few years old but he seems okay. to be blasting out the books mm. um this one is set on earth in the earth in the future there's only one city left only a hundred thousand humans left the rest of the earth is either it's not uh, slow habitable <laughs> hey land of my birth <laughs> um not how that hurt uh no the um uh, yeah, so it's about a uh, this guy who's an intellectual gets sent to a prison, which is kind of an island in this middle of this lake, and basically all of the flora and fauna is out to kill you. Um, it's it's become in, in, almost impossible to live outside. That's quite good. I mean, mm. you know, I think it could do with an editor. <laughs> Sometimes it's like all these books; they just go on and on and on and on. You could, yeah. you could really, really trim them down i'd like some sci-fi or uh or fantasy that is less than 500 pages would be good yeah that's tolkien's fault isn't it everyone thinks they have to measure up to Tolkien yeah. when they write fantasy yeah 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 i mean just look at um george martin rr yeah. not not the beatles no. yeah or um who's the other one who likes to go on and on and on neil stevenson oh doesn't he his, just his books? Oh, the Snow Crash is one of my favourite books uh, ever. Yeah, I've never read that one actually. Oh, uh, I've read a, the, the the Cryptonomicon. I love. Yeah, that. I've tried mm. to read those and just couldn't. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty dense. But uh, Snow Crash is an amazing book. I think. Is that the one that was about? Is that about a train? Is that the one? No, that's no, not, that's, that's Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Uh, just talking about consumed media this week. Andor. Uh, started this week on Disney, which is uh, the latest Star Wars uh, oh, series. Right. I thought I thought you were talking programming language, <laughs> Andor. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, as Daniel Benioff Gray said on Twitter. He said this is the prequel to the prequel of the first Star Wars film, which was Episode Four. So this <laughs> comes before Rogue One. So it sounds very uh, much like Endor, doesn't it? Andor. It does. Yeah. Mm. So it's about it Cassian Andor, who's oh, right. the who's one of the stars of the film Rogue One, and this is set five years before that. It's the birth of the rebellion, really. But uh, we kind of mentioned the lack of dirt and grit in uh, Kim, in uh, Lord of the Rings, and Andor has it in spades. It is a beautiful-looking, grimy, real-world Star Wars thing. It makes, oh, the, okay. it makes the Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi look uh, absolutely appalling. And it's oh, really well written, and it's it's like a those. kind of espionage thriller. No, yeah, no, I, I liked Rogue One. I, I really did. Yeah, um, I, 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 um, I did. I watched the first episode of Kenobi, um, mm. and it's just on a desert again. What's going on? Is that all, is that the only place they can film? It's it's boring. It's boring. <laughs> it's shocking, so isn't lost it? My uh, lost my interest straight away. Yeah, really. thankfully, and, Andor and I, isn't. And I couldn't get away from the fact that um he's like capped teeth now he's had them done now he's 50 or whatever he is who um ewan mcgregor ewan mcgregor um, they kept poking out from below his, his top <laughs> teeth kept poking out and like a bright shining like a little rabbit 
Yeah, and I just thought, no, they, no, that's that. That looks a bit wrong, doesn't it? I mean, he yeah. wouldn't have teeth like that living in the desert. I mean, imagine the gr- the the grit in your food. It's going to wear your teeth down, Rob. Yeah, Nightmare. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, just be stumps, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of which, my poor little Ralphie. Um, oh. he went into hospital. He went into vet hospital yesterday. Uh, he's got some. He had some for new teeth. listeners. For new listeners, that's a dog. Not, yeah, that's uh, my dog. Not a, um, not a child. He's a Jack Russell. He's nine years old. He's pretty cool. But he uh, um, has loosened his teeth, God knows how. I mean, he's already lost four to a badger. But So he went in for three removals and came out and he'd had seven taken. <gasps> so he's feeling very sorry for himself. Was he just on a soup diet now? It, it, well, he's on a like, yeah, <clears throat> soft food at the moment and he's high as a kite. <laughs> Painkiller. <laughs> <laughs> last night he was like God. he was wobbling all over the place he couldn't even stay he kept just sort of flopping over onto one side with his tongue hanging out oh dear poor little poor little bugger i'm quite jealous um, yeah it was it was really worrying yesterday it really yeah unsettled me with what's what else what's has been it? going on in my life so um, mm. yeah uh couldn't couldn't do with losing him as well that's it really and the other thing is you know get your iodine pills in while you can <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's not. No. Let's not go there. Uh, I have got some news. What have you been doing? The, well, oh, two things that, that rhyme. One. Two yeah. things that rhyme. The Merge and The Verge. Oh, nice. So The Verge, one of my favourite kind of tech culture websites, mm-hmm. has had a, an entire redesign, and I really don't like it. <laughs> uh, complete redesign of The Verge that marries the best of old school blogging with a modern newsfeed experience. I mean, if that's a modern newsfeed experience, I mean, it's just bafflingly, I don't know, it's kind of endless scrolling of of disjointed little snippets and I don't know where I am. I don't know what to, where I need to go to find the, the kind of news that I want to look at. Yeah. Uh, it's terrible. I think I've um I've seen this because I saw the new their new logo. Mm. And uh, I like I like the lettering. I think it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Just ha- I think it the, the look of it is quite nice, but I just can't get around the kind of usability of it really. Yeah, the I like the fade from one thing to another. They've got like these icons down the side of their blog. Mm. <laughs> right, here's the main problem with it is that it is uh, essentially the verge is just a blog, right? So this is Yeah. I mean, it is a blog. I mean, and so all they've done is redesign a blog, but it's got advertising in it, which I'm sure when they did these concepts, it looked absolutely fabulous. It kind of follows uh, Dropbox, um, their their internal design stuff. You know that they, they do um, mm. like uh, workshops and information and stuff. Like that. It's very similar in, in style to that. And the same colours, really, isn't it? Sort of really bright blues and pinks. Yep. Acid yellows. and But as soon as you add, you chuck advertising in, which you over which you have no control, that's when it really starts clashing. And it just, it already looks a mess. Um, yeah, I, it's I very think, strange. Is it black by default or is that taking... I don't know. Um, I've got dark mode on, so I'm not entirely yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. It, it makes it very, very hard to read. Yeah. In my opinion, anyway. Um, so that's, yeah. So that's a curious one. So that's The Verge and um, better news with The Merge. Uh, so Ethereum, which is the second biggest cryptocurrency, uh, one of our favourite subjects, has finally 
done the merge. So this has been talked about for about four or five years. Mm-hmm. So they've moved from a proof-of-work system to a proof-of-stake system, and they have slashed their energy consumption by, they think it's going to be 99.98%, which is fantastic for the planet. What happens with cryptocurrencies, what they're used for, you know, still entirely questionable, but for something that had the uh, energy usage of uh, somewhere like the country of Chile previously, uh, to eliminate 99.9% of that is uh, fantastic. And, uh, you know, quite a technical achievement, making sure it all happened seamlessly. Um, so, yes, well done with the merge. Bitcoin still dwarfs Ethereum in usage, and that's still, you know, using shed loads of power. Sorry, proof of stake. So is- proof of stake... It- they th- you have to have a certain amount of the essentially the currency to have a like a voting right as to what happens it's all quite uh Tech sort of pretend isn't it this kind of voting right so you're still you know it's still executing calculations on a chain but it's not based on the amount of work that you can do to get access to it I, it's very complicated and there's lots of, they think there's lots of problems with proof of stake. It can be more easily hijacked by bad actors than uh, proof of work. But uh, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, like I said, you know, crypto, you know, still questionable as a, as a currency, you know, whether or not it does what people say they, they think it does is questionable, but. Pretty amazing for them to uh, to transition to a proof of stake system. Mm-hmm. Do, does it do? Will Bitcoin do that as well? Do you think? I don't know. Um, I really don't know. I think the problem with Bitcoin is it's uh, you know they talk about all cryptocurrencies decentralized, but Verge had like a a board. Uh, the Verge, the Ethereum had a like a a board governing it. Right, um, okay. so they could carry out that process, whereas Bitcoin yeah. is entirely kind of out any, there in yeah. the ether, so probably not. It's all but whether or not uh, uh, it'll just make Ethereum more uh, more uh, popular. Yeah, there's market. loads of stuff built on top of Ethereum, isn't there? Yeah. So most of the crypto NFT art stuff. things and NFTs is built on... Boom. On, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it should make computers cheaper as well, because um, the price of GPUs, uh, because they're used in cryptocurrency mining, is about fifty percent more than it needs to be. Oh, okay. Because they're they're used in uh, kind of massive mining operations, so that mm. should reduce that and, um, yeah, help with the costs. Uh Next bit of news, more good news, Patagonia, which uh, was already a great company, so kind of outdoor apparel company, um, kind of famous for really good employee benefits, already giving a percentage of their profits to environmental causes, really good on sustainability and ethics. Uh, The founder has gone 
one further, really. He has uh, given all the family shares in the company, so all the kind of controlling rights in the company, into a, a, a trust, and all the profits from the company will now go to environmental causes, which is pretty staggering. I mean, he could have done it like, you know, a lot of billionaires do it, don't they? They set up a trust and siphon a bit of money here and there. and Yeah. But he's he's just gone uh, the whole hog. I mean, they have still got a retaining control of it, haven't they? Is it because they yes. need to keep it from uh, speculators? Yeah. Um, but, he, you know, he's still a billionaire, though. Um, mm. And there shouldn't be billionaires on this well, planet. I, true. This is absolutely true. Um but you know, yeah, good, good for him. I mean, he what does he say? He drives a Subaru. I couldn't afford a Subaru anyway. But no. um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, have you got? Do you own any Patagonia clothing? I mean, it's very expensive. Uh, it is very expensive. I think I've got a Patagonia T-shirt somewhere from many years ago. Hmm. So, like a lot of these things, you know, sort of, yeah, they're doing great sort of stuff for the climate and stuff, but only if you can afford it. <laughs> yeah. True. It's not, you know, it's not like uh, it's not replacing Uniqlo or it's, no, like it's that, not Anorex it? for the people, is it? No, it's not. It's expensive, but if that, I guess that it demonstrates yet again that uh, to make quality stuff, you have to, you know, it costs somewhere, mm. and uh, if that's in the pocket of the, the purchaser, then that's the way it is. A purchase this time, um, Adobe have bought Figma. Now, yes. Figma is not, I mean, I imagine to lots of designers possibly listening to the show, if you are well done getting this far, um, uh, it's an app that allows you to design kind of responsive uh, interfaces and websites, basically, isn't it? And, and it's an mm, interactive I think so. Tool. I don't use it. No, I don't use it either. I've never even tried it. But Adobe have bought it for a whopping $20 billion. Mm. That's silly money, right? I well, mean, they've not bought the product, have they? They've bought the user base. Yeah, because they already have a product like it called XD. Mm. And weirdly, I was thinking the other day because they hadn't updated it since April and they've been on this kind of uh, like monthly rollout of features for a couple, no, maybe more than two, two or three years at least anyway. Um, and it all came to a halt. And I thought, what's going on here? Are they Are they going to get rid of this product or... I really didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Um, and I, maybe this is connected to that. That's the sale is connected to that because they can't run two uh, of these similar apps. No. Well, they bought Macromedia, didn't they? Uh, yeah. And they on, ran uh, freehand for a little while, didn't they? And then that's um, gone. And PageMaker and everything is, is, uh, was yeah. PageMaker part of that? No. What was the Macromedia desktop publishing thing? Oh, I don't know. There was one, wasn't there? I was remember. Yeah, sure there was. Um, but yes, that's all gone, hasn't it, now? Yeah. Dreamweaver, Flash. That's the web thing, uh, yeah. Freehand. I can't remember what the page layout is. But yeah, I assume it, you know, they'll roll some of Figma's products into XD. Yeah. Take on, take on the best of the team and, yeah. and well, you'll have to pay for it. Yeah, well, the tech works. The usual pylon and... Um, on uh, social media as you know how could you sell mm. out and you're like how can you not sell out for 20 exactly. billion dollars i mean <laughs> exactly <laughs> with the best you know ethical will in the world why yeah, not that's like yeah. yeah just take me to hawaii and pour me a pina colada yeah there's an awful <laughs> lot of it was quite weird the the reaction on social media because 
I think there's a huge amount of designers who would never use Figma, Figma, probably a lot who've never even heard of it. And then there's like a small, very vocal minority that are absolutely up in arms about it. Um, but there's a lot of people saying, oh, for 20 billion quid, that's ridiculous, you know. Give me, give me ten million and ten good designers or ten good coders, and I'll build you something better than Figma in a week. Yeah, you think, yeah, right. It's just bizarre. Um, I know. There's millions of these of these apps, and they bubble to the surface every so often. Mm. Um, yeah, the the big issue with obviously designing digitally is that the screen changes, <laughs> or the way you know the technology changes so yeah. so rapidly. It's not like uh, you know, InDesign or Quark that moves at more a, a glacial pace, doesn't it? Really, I mean, mm. the page is the page, but these things are complex, and trying to simulate them while having a you know in a design environment is is tricky. Which is why I really like the XD design tool because it's so basic. Um, it's almost like a PowerPoint on on Acid. Yeah. So, but I can't speak about Figma. I don't. I don't know. Mm. Been out the game too long. Something we mentioned last week with the new iPhones. Uh, oh yeah, and Steph has got one. Oh really? She She's gone got with a pro. I, I, uh, iPhone 14 Pro. All right. Um, I haven't really had much of a play with it. The camera looks. You've seen the dynamic island? Uh, not really. Mm. I mean, you know, you press on it and your music player comes up. That's all I've seen. Mm. The camera's very good. Yeah. Uh, but the camera bump on the back. I mean, it was bad enough on the. It's massive, 12. isn't it? Bad enough on the 12, and the. Yeah, the camera book is uh, camera bump must be thirty percent bigger. It's yeah, it's, it's like gigantic. a double step now, isn't it? Because like, yeah. uh, I, you can look at the AR on their um, mm. thing, and I spun it around. I was like, whoa, that's that's yeah. hefty. Yeah, the camera's interesting in the fact that I, when I got mine, it was a one times, a two times, and a three times. And mm-hmm. I think you don't get the three times on. Was that the third lens? I think it was. You do again now. I don't think you got it in the thirteen. No, weirdly. But I think you do again now. It's but the curious. double lens is probably all you need because that does up to three times, doesn't it? On the mm. on the second lens, and yeah. actually, I I really like the uh, the equivalent of the fifty mil lens, the two times. I mm. think that's really nice. It's a sweet spot of uh, yeah of the angle. I mean, the the zoomed out wide angle I don't use at all. I think that's the that's the that's the extra one, isn't it? That's the, yeah. Is that the there's, extra lens. There's, I, yeah, there's a lot of. Um, distortion on that wide angle oh it's ridiculous i mean you get yeah. your thumb in it even if you've got your hand like i think it doubles on the on the 13 and the 14 i think that wide angle doubles as a macro right if okay. you try and focus on something really close up it kind of switches to a macro mode mm-hmm. which looks pretty good actually but um yeah so uh I'll, I'll probably get to have a proper play with the camera at some point but i think a lot of the improvements in it are low light aren't they right okay uh, yeah, we're off to. We'll be getting Jess's. Um, she, I don't know what her version is, but it just it, the battery lasts about half a day, and because mm. she's at um, shows, it's pathetic. Um, yeah. So we're we're off into Bazinstaki to get Kitty's second jab, and uh, on Saturday, well, I, I never go shopping on a Saturday. That's a real old fashioned thing, isn't it? Um, well, going yeah. to a shopping centre on a Saturday. So I'm quite looking forward to it. <laughs> You'll see it. There's people out there, John. You know. I know. I know. Yeah, but we're going early, so I'll be able to get it, get in and out. I might go and have a look at those those new uh, space dwarfs in Warhammer. Oh, um, they've they've just been released. The leagues, leagues of Votan. Did you? I sent you the orange, like color. You did. Of them. Very yes. nice indeed. I keep meaning to pop to a 
to a games workshop and have a look at some bits and pieces. I've got another job on at the minute, which I'm really struggling with, which is um, the stuff for a tabletop game, which is kind of Warhammer-ish. Um, and because I've got absolutely no knowledge of that type of game or that the kind of culture of that game or the feel of it, I'm really struggling to draw anything for it. Right. I'm just, it's just the whole aesthetic, even though it's a different game and a different bit of world building. I think it still kind of is built on that chunky aesthetic. And uh, I just don't know it. It's yeah. not in my head at all. And I, I can't draw it. It's very difficult. So I actually bought myself, coming back from York, I bought myself a copy of White Dwarf magazine. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, to have a look at on the train. Yeah, they've and, just changed uh, the design of that. Um, yeah, it may as well be in Greek. Uh, <laughs> just can make the head, head and the tail of it. There's some of the painting in it is amazing, isn't it? It is. Oh, I don't. Mm. It is amazing. Technically, it's staggering, but I kind of prefer the really old school, you know, kind of grungy, dry brushed look that I used oh, to yeah. do as a as a teenager. <laughs> what's you know, it, what's their, looks, what's every, their studio know, called? Heavy metal. That was that style of the green bases and yeah. um, really, really blocked out colours. Yeah. Oh, it looks a bit too zingy for me. Mm. Yeah. Uh, have you got any other, uh, anything else you want to talk about, Jonathan? Oh, well, something made me laugh. Oh, it's still going on about mm. the artist infringement thing, uh, copyright infringement on these uh, this AI stuff that's yeah. going around. Yeah, I was seeing there was an, one artist that said he might be quitting Twitter or yeah. social media because he didn't want his images to go into the pot. I was I was just thinking that's all this is about it's copyright infringement um there's lots of people piling on top of him saying that you can't um you can't quit you're just being a baby blah 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 and he's like yeah. no it, it's copyright infringement is what he's complaining about it's not yep. to do with technology um I don't know why we have this approach to oh it's okay it's it's new tech it's so just that's, the tech therefore bros, it can do it? do what it likes but um, tech bros are dicks let's be honest John <laughs> Yeah. Whether it's NFTs or crypto or Tesla or AI art, tech bros are dicks. They're all, you know, you know that if someone's into, you know, madly into Tesla, they're going to have bought NFTs Mm -hmm. and they're probably playing around on bloody stability diffusion AI art. They're all, it's amazing how intertwined. Are they sitting in their big gaming rig on a exactly on a YouTube channel? Exactly with, with LED a, lights, with a Britney Spears type microphone, swearing at some kid. <sighs> yeah, I think that's all we need to just focus back on. The argument is it's copyright infringement. People are yeah, digging I, I, digging down into the metadata now of what these things are storing, mm. and I think they're on a very very sticky wicket of some of the things that they've been doing is basically going into. Like they've gone through the entire Shopify, shop, Shopify and, 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 and ripped out all of the products. All the there. images. Yeah. Now, someone, you know, I don't know whether it will be Apple or Disney or someone with very, very aggressive legal <laughs> departments is going to uh, sit on this one quite heavily. Well, I think all it takes is is a class action lawsuit, doesn't it? You know, you only need half a dozen people to get together and you know, that rewrite rewrites the landscape completely and mm-hmm. they'll have to have an opt-out or an opt-in even. Yeah, well, why not just make it opt-in? And, you yeah. know, it's going to take you a few more years to, to build it. But if it's a free tool anyway, 
<laughs> what's the big deal? Well, it's only free for the minute, isn't it? Well, Leslie, what was it? Mind Journey isn't free. You have to pay for a pro account once you've once you've done a a dozen or so generations of something. So, so. There, there's um, there's someone on Twitter. It's at pages underscore AI, and I'm not sure if they're pro or anti. Um, but they, this one's definitely very much tongue in cheek. This thread. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes, but basically they've run like the Mona Lisa through uh, stability diffusion and, um, and tried to, and said, you know, we've, we've brought these, you know, well, the quote to quote it directly is Da Vinci did a pretty sloppy job on this one by today's standards, but by using stability diffusion, we were able to bring her back up to date with contemporary trends. And she's ended up looking a bit like that monkey, uh, monkey faced <laughs> Jesus from that yeah. Spanish church. And there's lo- there's loads on there. They were they're all mm. very funny, but um, it's easy to poke fun at it because it's so ridiculous. But it's you know it's incredibly threatening to the illustration community. This is a couple of weeks ago now, so I apologise it's so late. But uh, Tim Easley, uh, il- amazing illustrator, um, he's at Tim Easley on Twitter. Uh, he uh, put out a tweet saying, "Illustrator pals just wanted to start a thread on tips for landing new clients, since a lot of us are really shit at it." So reply with yours, RT, the ones you like, and follow some new pals. Well done for doing that, Tim. And uh, there's loads of really good tips in there. So if you're a an illustrator or designer looking for ways to uh, to get new new work, then uh, have a read through. Um, I would definitely be having a read through. I yeah. need to get some new clients. Me too. He's been banging out some amazing work recently. Yep. That's very good, Tim. We'll gloss over his NFTs. but um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get cancelled. One more thing, uh, a paper thing. I saw this really cool new – I had a thing through from um, Fenner Paper, who are a really cool British um, paper merchant. They import yeah, I was very confused because that's auto-corrected on your um, page. Oh, has Fennel. it? Was, Fennel paper. Paper, paper made well, it, Fennel. Well, it's not that far off it because uh, oh. the, the range is called Crush. And they've added natural materials to some papers. Yeah, so they've basically taken certain uh, natural products – for example, almond, cocoa, citrus, coffee, grape, hazelnut, and they've inserted it using bio residue. I don't know how that's produced, but mm-hmm. imagine like sort of crisp flavoring or something like that. And uh, they've produced this sort of recycled paper with it, so you can get like a whole yeah. range of different colors. They're very Got a nice look looking. to it. Yeah, um, but isn't that a lovely idea? Um, it is. It's made by Favini, an Italian um, paper mill. I think that's so cool. Uh, Very nice. Especially if you're designing food stuff or anything to do with uh, maybe um, bathroom stuff. Be really, really cool to put that in the packaging. Yeah. I like that a lot. So we don't often, we don't often touch on papers, but I think we we should, we should talk about natural things much more. Paper of the week. Paper of the week. Yeah, why not? Uh, Okay, so that's my news, I'm afraid. I haven't got a huge amount today. I haven't got any more news either. Have you got a website of the week? No, I'm afraid not. I haven't been looking at the websites this week. Uh, I've got one which uh, came off the Patagonia thing, uh, which is something called 1% for the Planet, uh, which is uh, – I don't know how you describe the, the website, really. It allows – it helps you divert 1% of your company's profits or your post-tax income, if you're an individual, to environmental causes. and. It, huh kind of gives you ways to do that and a kind of a, a structure, I guess, to kind of make that happen. And 
Oh, you can do uh, that in the pro- UK, can you? Yeah, um, promotes, right. um, you know, the best places to, to channel that money to. That's um, a brilliant, what a brilliant yeah, website. Yeah, 1percentfortheplanet.org. That's okay, cool. and you just commit your business to that. Yeah. Even if you're a one-man band to a Absolutely. corporation. Yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's a great idea. I've been, I have been thinking of that um, because now we're uh, if we're going to have a huge corporation tax cut, um, mm. which is just ludicrous, um, yep. it means that I'll be paying less tax. I don't think that's fair because we, we run our business, you know, all our lives through the business. So I mean, we'll get an unfair advantage. You know, we'll we'll get all that benefit that people yeah. who are on paying normal income tax don't don't get. Mm. Um, I know that doesn't make, really make much sense, but no, um, no, I get you. I'd, I'd be looking to give some of that tax. You know, if I can move it somewhere else, then then fine. Uh, cool. Yeah. Well, there's an option. One percent for the. Well, that, was, that, that sounded very worthy of me. Then it wasn't really worthy. No, of no. Me, then we uh, pies. Pies. Oh, what have Rob. you got? John? Oh my goodness! Oh, is, is it a good one? Yeah, it's horrific. Uh, so I was <laughs> yeah. looking, I was looking for, um, I've got this new cookbook. Um, well, actually, I've had it a while. It's a Tom Kerridge, uh, How to Lose Weight right. one. I'm trying to lose yep. some weight. His book's really good, actually, because it's all about big flavor and not eating boring food. So mm-hmm. he, I was thinking like puddings and he uses quark, 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 quark. Right. Uh, which is like kind a cream of like cheese type. creamy cheese thing. So I was looking for that. I was rummaging around and they've moved everything in Sainsbury's. I couldn't find it, but I did stumble across in the weird, or I call the weird aisle, the vegan stuff. Yes. Apologies to any vegans out there, but you know, the food is weird. Uh, it's a too good to be ellipsis dot, dot, dot gluten-free pork pie. <laughs> There's no wow. artificial colors, flavors. The proof or- of the pudding is in the eating, Jonathan. But it's an authentic hot pe- water pastry, 100% seasoned pork, but the pastry is made of potato and rice flour and maize. Uh-huh. So I, I, I'm, it's sellotaped shut to the box. It, 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 I'm showing, I've shown Rob, it looks like a, like a face cream or something. It does. It's curious packaging. It looks very dried out. It's a yeah. pie. Yeah. I mean, it looks okay. It's, less, it's definitely less greasy than a, yeah. than a normal. So shall I, shall I go in? You just dive in, John. There's nothing better than watching another man eat. Oh, he's looking at it curiously, examining the crust. <laughs> he's got a there's a frown on his face, listeners. It's a perfectly reasonable pork pie. Oh. Um, the pastry is very dry, very very dry. But I think with a beer, mm-hmm. pint of Tim Taylor's, there's, ver- there's no jelly. Yeah, it's just not it's not greasy like yeah you know normal pastry. Well, I don't say that's all right. I'm surprised. Oh, Not enough meat in it. I'll give that, I'm going to give that a seven for a good effort. That's impressive. I've also got a pork pie. There is jelly. This yeah. is a Waitrose, one of their big fluted pork pies. <clears throat> so excuse me one moment. Mm. Talk amongst yourselves. Take a much too big a bite. That's all right. The consistency of a pork pie is important, of the meat. If it's too finely ground, it's like a solid block. Mm. If it's not ground enough, you begin to question what's in it. Yeah. Uh, and this has almost got like a sort of slightly sort of granular texture to it. So I don't think the texture's great, but it tastes lovely. But the pastry's a little bit soft. Does that been crisp- in a fridge? It has been in a fridge, yeah. It does tend to kill the crust, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. 
Um, so that's a bit of a shame, but it's tasty and uh, the jelly's good. <laughs> so that'll get a 7.23, John. Can we go to two decimal places for Rome? You might as well. 7.23, I think. <laughs> it seems reasonable. I don't want to go 7.2 because that right. seems a bit stingy. No. 7.3. That's, that's too, just much. too much. That's yeah. just silly, isn't it? Seven point two three. There's no, there's no, there's no point. No, um, there we go. So but the beer uh, was good. I enjoyed the beer. Uh, oh, lunchtime yeah. beer. Yeah. So we're going to meet up in the next couple of weeks. Um, we are out for lunch somewhere. Should we go to the Oak at Helperby? <laughs> <laughs> we should find somewhere just as nice. An eight-hour round trip for a Sunday lunch. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of a quiet time for birding at the moment, isn't it? Um, it is. There's nothing there's around. Isn't nothing it? really. Nothing yeah. really doing. Um, lots of sad, little... Sadly, the roads are kind of littered with badgers at the moment. Um, oh, are they? Yeah, they're on their on their prowl. Have um, you considered taxidermy? <laughs> it might. I might have to. I might. Have, <laughs> I might be eating them if, it continue, <laughs> if the world continues as it is. What about badger tastes like? Porky. Oh, God knows. Rob, it would be absolutely rancid, wouldn't you have thought? I don't know. Badger. Oh. What's their main um, food Beetle. stuff? Worms. Beetles. Beetles. Mm. Worms aren't going to be nice. A mole is not be that nice, is it? No. A mole's poisonous. They are, no. Aren't they poisonous? No, no shrews. Think... Pig, pygmy shrews are poisonous. All right. I caught a, um, a shrew in a mouse trap, and it made me really sad. Mm. It got his snout, his little pointy uh. snout. That is yeah, sad. Not nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that uh, lovely note. That bombshell. <laughs> uh, yeah, really looking forward to seeing you uh, next week or the week after for yeah. a little wander and some, some lunch and a chat. So in terms of podcast, we're trying to get back to a weekly schedule um, and we will try and maintain that from now on. Um, mm. So if you've got any suggestions or you think we're so boring, we should ne- we should only ever do it uh, a twice, <laughs> twice, a, a, twice a month or twice a year. <laughs> then let us know. Oh yeah, and and please do let us know. You know, regardless of your your views on uh, cryptocurrency or veganism, don't let that hold you back. Um, get in touch. Tell us what you'd like to hear, what you've enjoyed hearing, and um, uh, yeah, please do comment on the sound quality. <laughs> <laughs> we need a new we need a new uh, new theme tune as well. Do we? Yeah, you've got you've got to write it on a ukulele. Okay. Can I write it on a um a Casio um what are those things? Stylophone. Oh yeah. That's about my limit. Okay. Right, well good to talk to you as always, John. You too. Bro. And uh, we will chat next week. Right to you. Have a good one. See ya. Bye. Bye.